Hello and welcome to Studio RC, your weekly encouragement of your recovery and your faith. My name is Pastor Max and I am an alcoholic and I'm sober today only by the grace of God and the fellowship of the program as contained in the recovery literature. I am also a follower and believer in Jesus. We're going to continue in our series on prayer, but this, this week's going to be a little different. Um, I want to share with you a prayer that's not so much in the, the recovery literature. This has been a prayer that made a huge impact on me, and I discovered the prayer in uh, seminary, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you about that story in just a, a few moments. But this, this is going to probably focus more on prayer, probably more than recovery specifically, but you'll definitely see the applications. And this has um, infused both my faith and my recovery, uh, a simple prayer, which I'm, I'm going to share with you in just a few moments. Prayer on, on just its basic level is the basis of our Christian life. It's our, our communication with God. It's the source of our experience of accessing Jesus as our risen Lord. Now, many people struggle uh, with prayer and prayer at any depth. And talking with God, that's, you know, not too hard. But many of us pray, um, our means of praying is uh, just reciting something by rote or by memory, sometimes even a mechanical fashion, uh, maybe even a prayer that we learned during childhood. And our prayer life um, remains, for some of us, at just at this superficial level. We're not, we don't always are able to go to a deeper level. And as a person of faith and a person of recovery, going to a deeper level is always encouraged. And honestly, we can never stop growing when it comes to prayer. We can always grow in our prayer life and our connection with God. And so what's interesting, Paul challenges uh, many different uh, cities in his letters. Um, his, this, this approach to prayer life has um, can get in the way if we're just doing like it rotely, it doesn't allow us to go deeply. Now, Paul wrote to the first century Thessal Thessalonica, the, the church there, to pray without ceasing. Woo! That's quite a, quite a command. So I'm supposed to be praying all the time and communion and, and connection with God all the time. Um, in his letter to, to Rome, he instructed the Christian community there to be in constant prayer in Romans 12, 12. Um, he not only demands unceasing prayer of the Christians, this is Paul, in his care, but he practices it himself. <clears throat> we constantly thank God for you, he wrote um, in, to the, uh, again, the Thessalonian community. He comforts Timothy, his, quote, true child in the faith, with the words, always I remember you in my prayers. And that's in 2 Timothy 1.3. Whenever Paul speaks of prayer in his letters, two Greek words appear. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting. Pantote, which means always, and adilepatos. I have to tell you my Greek struggles, but um, adileptos, which means without ceasing. So the two words that Paul uses frequently is always in regards to prayer and unceasingly. Those are the two words. Prayer 
is, is life. Uh, and Paul wants us to connect to that. Prayer is essential, as essential to our, our living as a person of faith as breathing is to us as humans. Um, but you know, the question, how can we be expected to pray all the time? How can we fit more time for prayer into what is already our overcrowded lives? It, it seems um, almost overwhelming. Prayer means to think and live our entire life in the presence of God, that connection of God. How can we improve that? How can we go deeper? Um, one uh, theologian uh, remarked, our whole life, every act and gesture, even a smile, must become a hymn or adoration, an offering, a prayer. We must become prayer, prayer incarnate. In other words, everything that we do is a prayer, which is a, is a whole new way of looking at prayer. When we thought it was just talking with God, it also includes our actions, our attitudes, and how we carry ourselves. And that's important, especially in recovery. We want to continue to act in such a way that we can give glory to God, that we can deflect attention from ourselves as we focus on other people. Um, and basically, this is what Paul writes when he writes to the Corinthians. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. And so, whether it's prayer or what it is, but he would indicate, and the thought is that maybe prayer is, is everything that we do. Let me, I told you I learned about the prayer I'm going to share with you, the Jesus prayer in seminary. I was given an assignment to rewrite the Jesus prayer. Now, when I started, I really thought that the, the teacher meant the Lord's prayer. So I started rewriting the Lord's prayer. Um, as Jesus said, you know, taught his disciples to um, pray like this. And so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll work that. And then as I read the literature a little closer uh, in my assignments and the, the Jesus prayer is not the Lord's prayer. It's a different prayer. The Jesus prayer is simply, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The simple one-line prayer. And so I was like, okay, well, this assignment's going to be easy. And so I, I you know, rewrote the prayer and I don't think I did quite as good a job as the original, but um, but then part of the assignment was the professor wanted us for 20 minutes to recite the Jesus prayer over and over again and just recite it. And I was like, okay, I, I do not. All right, I'll do the assignment. I can't imagine what will come of it, but Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And then Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And I did that for 20 minutes. And then I stopped. But what was unbelievable, unexpected, when I stopped, the prayer kept going. It was unlike anything I had ever experienced. I was blown away that the prayer didn't stop pray without ceasing. This prayer was going on inside of me, even though I had stopped praying it. My mind was blown. This simple one sentence prayer, had, it, it, 
That experience, that one assignment changed my life. And it's one of my favorite prayers. It's my go-to prayer. You know, we have some simple prayers in recovery and in faith. Help. That's a good one. Thank you. Simple. Gets to the point. But I love Jesus Christ, Son of God. Have mercy on me, a sinner. That's my go-to prayer. When in doubt, when I have time, if I'm contemplating, when I'm in a rut, that's the prayer I go to. More than the serenity prayer, the Lord's prayer, I go to what is known as the Jesus prayer. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Jesus prayer. And I'm going to encourage you to try the Jesus prayer out and see, see what happens. Um, this, it, this short prayer... Um, came from the Eastern churches, and uh, it, some versions say, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, the original form apparently didn't include the word a, sin, the, the, a sinner at the end, but was added later. Um, it's often, the, the thought of the Jesus prayer is that it's repeated continually as, um, as a personal practice, as a discipline. Um, it's been this integral part of prayer for many uh, in the Eastern Church. And the prayer's origin is thought to be somewhere in the Egyptian desert, uh, somewhere in the 5th century, as early as the 5th century. It was found, this prayer was found inscribed on the ruins of a cell from that period in the Egyptian desert. So someone who was martyred, someone who was imprisoned for their faith and uh, more than likely killed for their faith, uh, wrote this this prayer etched it on the wall of their jail cell. Um, and the, the Jesus prayer has been practiced through the centuries as part of this Eastern t- tradition. And now, um, as we are in the 20th, 21st century, it's become used in some of the Western churches as well. Um, and so the Jesus prayer, uh, it, it challenges that challenge from Paul to pray without with unceasing always pray that this this helps us to do that the jesus prayer is offered as a means of concentration as a as a focal point for our inner life this prayer in its simplicity and its clarity is rooted in the scripture and this new life granted by the holy spirit and you know there were stories of how monks would say this prayer over and over and over again and this, they would focus on the Jesus prayer. And they would know when they woke up, just whether they were on an out breath or an in breath, exactly where they were in the prayer. And they would say it all day. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a, son, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And they would go through their day, but always focusing on the prayer. And the, the prayer has incredible scriptural roots. Um, in its brevity, in its simplicity, it's the fulfillment of Jesus's command that in praying, we're not to heap up empty phrases as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them. In other words, don't just say flowery words. This, this prayer, it gets right to the point. And this prayer is this beautiful short prayer. Jesus Christ, um, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Jesus prayer is rooted in the name of the Lord. The power and the glory of God are represented in his name. In the Old Testament, to deliberately and attentively invoke God's name was to place oneself in the presence of God. Um, Jesus, 
whose name in Hebrew means God saves, is the final, that, that final name or understanding of God. Jesus is the name which is above all other names. And it's written that all blessings should bend the knee at the name of Jesus. And all nations when will, will, will bend at the, the name of Jesus. In, the name, uh, in this name, devils are cast out. Prayers are answered. The lame are healed. The name of Jesus is this unbridled spiritual power. I, I joke if you ever go to an AA meeting and you want to see the power of Jesus, just bring up Jesus in your share and the whole atmosphere changes. God seems to be pretty accepted. And some people get a little touchy sometimes when people bring up Jesus at a meeting. The power of the name of Jesus, there's no other name like it. And so we invoke that in this prayer. Um, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, which is a scripture verse from Luke 18, 38. Um, the 10 lepers who called him Jesus, Master, take pity on us in Luke 17. And the cry for mercy of the publican, God, be merciful to me, a sinner, in Luke 18. So it, it almost has the same cadence and uh, uh, same words as some of the scripture passages. It's a prayer in which the first step of this spiritual journey is taken, the recognition of our own sinfulness, our basic, our essential estrangement from God and the people around us. And the Jesus prayer is a prayer in which we admit our desperate need for a savior. If we say we have no sin in us, we are deceiving ourselves and refusing to admit the truth. And this comes from 1 John 1.8. So this, this prayer has these roots and it allows us to really connect and to connect on a deep level with something that's so simple as this prayer. Now, I have to tell you, Greek is not my strongest suit. Foreign languages are not my strongest suit. But I looked up the, the Jesus prayer and, and in the original, it was in Greek. And um, one thing that was really interesting, and I'll just, I'll tie it back. The word, uh, the first uh, word is Kyrie, which is Lord. Um, so Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, what's very interesting is uh, eleison means to have mercy. So, Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Now, if you're a child of the 80s, or maybe older than a child in the 80s, you might remember there was a band called Mr. Mr. that did a song called Kyrie eleison. It was this huge top 40 song. You can look it up if you want on YouTube and check it out. But this song, Kyrie Eleison, it actually uses part of the Jesus prayer and it says, Lord have mercy. This top 40 band did this song and they kept repeating Kyrie Eleison, this beautiful sounding thing. And the message was even greater. It said, Lord have mercy on me. I encourage you to check it out. And uh, actually, when we went over the Jesus Prayer on at uh, Recovery Church online on our campus there, we actually played the song. And the song had such much greater meaning and depth when we realized that the these Greek words were, Lord, have mercy. And that, that it, it, it was 
basically a, a little piece of the Jesus prayer. So if you get a chance, check that out. So, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. So many church fathers have, have told us that the Jesus prayer, uh, prayer in general, but the, this specific prayer is essential to our spiritual growth. And I thought, I was like, that's a pretty pretty big claim to say this, kind, this prayer. Um, but it proclaims our faith and it humbles us by asking mercy for our sinfulness. And it's thought to be um, almost as old as the church itself. Again, that 4th, 5th century, and it probably was, it very well could have been used even before that. That's just the first recorded uh, time that that prayer has been, was, was known. And, and it, it mirrors scripture. The Jesus prayer, more than any other, helps us to be able to stand in God's presence, um, to focus our mind exclusively on God with no, no other thoughts occupying our mind but the thought of God. And that's not always easy to do. As we, we talk about in the 11-step prayer and meditation, that clearing of our mind so that we can solely focus on God. When our mind is totally concentrated on God, we discover this, this very personal and direct relationship with Him, which is unique. It's unique to um, our faith structure and system. Not only is it unique that, that God came down to us, all other faith structures, you have to be good enough to go to God. But God's given us this opportunity to have this personal one-on-one -on -one connection. And prayer is one of the greatest ways and really the, one of the most exclusive ways to do exactly that. And the Jesus prayer, as, as it is, is both a discipline as well as a prayer. And so we've learned spiritual disciplines. We might call them tools, but things to help us in, in continuing to grow in our faith. As a discipline, it's a, a practice that helps us to control our mind and, and its many wandering thoughts so that we can focus our attention on God more and more frequently during our daily lives. I know that for me personally, when I lose the plot and I lose my connection with God, it's much easier to get frustrated with the state of the world, get frustrated with other people, because I forget, I forget God. I forget God's presence. I forget God's promises. And then I start to be in my own strength, which is not a good place to be. Now, how do we practice the Jesus prayer? Um, the Jesus prayer, the way it's, it's intended is to say it over and over again, hundreds of times as part of your daily prayer rule, uh, and just to repeat it continually. And what it encourages a, 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 someone as you're first starting out, try to do it for 15 minutes at first and then expand all the way to 30 minutes as you begin to, to see the challenge in dealing with your thoughts. And attention to it is important and being consistent with it is important. Um, the repetition of this prayer is um, a discipline that helps us to focus on our attention on the mind of God. Um, and our mind, it gets, I don't know about you, mind gets distracted. One of the things I tried to do with, in prayer in general, I would pray in bed and I would always fall asleep. And that was always so frustrating to me that I would fall asleep. And my, my very well-intentioned uh, uh, wife would say, 
well, what better place to fall asleep than in the arms of Jesus? Which is very nice, but I wasn't feeling like <coughs> I was accomplishing the task. One of the things I've learned is I can't effectively pray in bed. That's not a place that I can pray because I fall asleep. When I, get, when I make it to the bed, my body's like, oh, time to go to sleep. And we do. And so, that, so I needed prayer that I couldn't pray that way. Um, in the same way, when I'm praying, I, I have those thoughts, those distractions, and and they come in, and we want to be polite and gentle, but firmly nudge them back to so that we out of our mind, so that we can concentrate on the prayer and seeking God. And one of the ways I have found, if I'm somebody who likes to write down, and I I have sort of my journal and prayer journal, and if God if God says something to me, I want to write it down so I don't miss it, and then I can go back and say, oh yeah, that is something God's saying to me, or no, I I just I miswrote that, but what I always do when I have a list like that, I also on the side have a to-do list. And anything that comes to mind, like I got to pick up eggs and milk, I put on the list. Because if I didn't put it out, that's how I get it outside of my mind so I can go concentrate. Otherwise, I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, Son of God, milk and bread, have mercy on me. You know, like uh, Jesus Christ, Son of God, get bread and milk. You know, like, and as soon as I would put them on the list, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to forget them. And now they're out. So maybe that'll help you too. If things come in your mind as they invariably do, as we're trying to focus on God, just have a list and you write it down. And then that's one way of just kind of like getting them out of the way so that you can focus on God, which is truly the whole point of this. Um, it encourages us to... Uh, be patient. And one of the suggestions, and I, I love this, the, the, they, there's a suggestion that, you know, trying to do a timed amount of the prayer. Um, and it says any less than 15 minutes won't really help you develop your attention needed for prayer of the heart, which I was like, oh, 15 minutes. I promise you, I, I will guarantee you, I know, I don't do that too often, that if you give this effort a try, your life and prayer life will change. And it will deepen. Um, I, that's how uh, how confident I am of this. Um, and then fairly quickly work your way up to a period of thirty minutes. You know, once you get that fifteen minutes done, maybe add a minute a day or a couple minutes a day, and before you know it, you you'll be doing this for thirty minutes a day. Another suggestion, which was really interesting and something outside of my understanding of this, is um, is to use a prayer rope. And a prayer rope has 50 to 100 knots. I got a prayer rope um, just because I found that this was interesting. And you hold it between your thumb and your index finger. And uh, each time you say the prayer, you, you, you just go to the next one. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I, I like this device. It's kind of, uh, I, I just found it an interesting thing. Something I was never raised with or aware of or so, anything I'd ever done. I think um, if you have a Roman Catholic background, the rosary is something um, that you're used to and have a, a similar understanding of something like this. But this prayer rope um, was was just, it was an, uh, a neat thing to add. It, it, it 
gave me some excitement when I went to uh, prayer time. It gave my finger something to do, and I wasn't thinking too much about it, but it, 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 it expanded my prayer life. And so if something like a prayer rope helps you, try it out. Who knows? Um, that might be something that uh, might help you. I just want to close a loop that the Jesus prayer is not some form of like Eastern meditation. Um, it's not a mantra. The practice of, of prayer, it should never be confused with a method used in like Eastern yoga or meditation. In all Orthodox prayers, we are seeding a relationship with a personal God based on faith and love. And we can admire um, the beautiful frame of a masterpiece, but the frame is not the masterpiece. Um, the similarities between the Jesus prayer and various meditation practice can be considered to be like the frame of a masterpiece. The masterpiece for us is the practice of the Jesus prayer in union with Jesus Christ. The frame is only the method uh, used. And so um, we can be content and aim. The content and aim is totally different in and uniquely Christian when we, when we, when we, uh, call up the name of Jesus. And so I just encourage you to give it a try. The Jesus prayer. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I hope I've introduced you to maybe something new, something new to try, something maybe that I, for lack, to spice up your prayer life, to try something to go a little deeper and to actually accomplish the goal of praying without ceasing. Again, we encourage you, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, uh, like this uh, particular uh, video, make sure that you uh, let us know what you think. And if, if you've tried this, this new technique or you've uh, tried to implement it, let us know how it works for you. I threw out a guarantee in there. I, I don't know. I can't really refund your money, but like, I'd love to hear your experiences on this. And so we just encourage you to be a part of what we're doing. And just remember, Recovery Church, 12, stop, 12 steps, one goal. God bless and can't wait to see you till next time. <laughs>